Hello, my beautiful human, and welcome back to the MetaHealing.me podcast. In this episode, we are going deep into why people push back whenever you start moving differently. We're going to talk about the psychology behind it. We're going to talk about uh, red flags that you can pay attention to when those in your life that start moving in very peculiar ways and really having resistance on the way that you're now moving. And we're going to share a little bit more about how you can hold strong in your boundaries and in your beliefs with that minimum standard, even when people around you push back. What is up, you beautiful human being? This podcast is designed to create a safe space to talk about trauma. Because trauma is one of those things that we get shamed on sometimes and we don't want to share with anybody and we internalize it. And when you internalize pain and don't process through and out of it, then it's going to stick with you in your DNA forever. So this is MetaHealing.me and I am your podcast host, Rachel Hunter. I'm sharing real life experiences and also feedback on what you can do to have peace right now. Immediately, I'm thinking about the ludicrous song, and I'm not a rapper, I'm not a singer. However, the song's like, when you move, you move, just like that. That is what I think about when I think about bringing boundaries into an existing relationship. When you move a certain way, and those people that are around you, your coworkers, your partner, your spouse, your kids, family members, if they're not holding that same standard for themselves, if they are still rooted in lack, these old habits, patterns, belief systems, and you are in the process of upgrading your coding, reprogramming, all of these diff- different belief systems, whenever you are moving differently, they're going to experience Like what they're going to have a moment of what's going on. It's called resistance. It's called them pushing back on you because they're uncomfortable with the version of yourself that you're becoming. I see this so often with my clients and it's, it's funny because they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. And so it's easier for them to revert back to what they were doing before. I'm going to teach you exactly how you can hold strong in the new belief systems, the new boundaries that you desire to have, even when those that are close to you are pushing back. So because you raised your hand, you desire to move differently, you're here for a reason, for whatever whatever reason you're here to receive this message, just know I'm going to guide you and show you how you can navigate this And what happens is whenever you're in a relationship with somebody, I'm going to use this word very generally. So just, I'm not talking about a romantic or physical relationship, just any relationship period, whether it's a boss, a coworker, a a parent, whenever you are moving differently and they are not, what happens is they are still rooted into a past version of yourself and the dynamic that you used to have. What this means is they still have this vision of you with how you used to be, how you used to interact, how you would show up, the conversations that you used to have. That's what they're programmed to hold on to. That's how the human mind works. It's not good, bad, wrong, or right. It simply is. You've most likely done the same thing in your past relationships as well when you've seen people choose things differently. They're still comparing you to, to that version that you once were, even if you're not that person anymore. So I've got a client, she's wonderful, 
and this it's so funny because we attract what we are right so her relationship with one of her parents is it's very dicey and I relate to this because I've had very dicey relationships with my parents as well and she she's gotten to a point where she can't even be around her mother she can't be around her because her mother is judgmental she's constantly uh, comparing her to her past mistakes or to things that she's done or been in the past and it's extremely difficult to move in a new way when you're around that environment <clears throat> because the version of you now may want to say hey see me for who I am now look at where I am now I'm not that same person anymore I've changed we can say this all freaking day and it's gonna fall on deaf ears that's because the person that is experiencing the resistance, they can only they can only love based upon where they are and their self-love of themselves. So if they are not on a self-love healing journey, if they are not practicing work-life balance and peace, that means that their level of awareness is not matching yours. It means that they are still rooted into these past belief systems in lack. And that's what they see because that's the reality. That's what they know to be true. You can't tell them that you're different. The only, the only way, the only way that they can have a a newfound vision and version of yourself is by you showing them. By you holding strong with your boundaries and what where you're going versus where you are now. That's the only way. You can't explain it to them. You can't tell it to them. You only can show them. And we show them by holding on to what we believe in, by standing firm in our boundaries, our standards, and I'm going to tell you in just a, a moment how you can set a standard with people like this, even if they are not respecting your boundaries. So that's that's first first thing you show them. You be the version of yourself that you desire them to be, and then you lead by example. Period. That's how others perceive you. That's how they perceive change. Now, sometimes we experience where other people, whenever we start to change and evolve and to grow and others are not, they get triggered by your change. They get triggered because they're like, wow, what's going on with them? They're really different and I'm still the same. That's triggering. They're in lack. They're going into scarcity and they can experience triggers like gaslighting you so whenever you start to show a different version of yourself that's healthier more positive they might start making you feel bad for things that you've done in the past ouch <laughs> that one hurts okay they're gonna start uh, making you think that you're still not good enough or that you can't be this version of yourself because you once were something different i've experienced this with siblings that they just constantly want me to be that past version of myself because I completely admit that I have been extremely reckless and careless at different points in my life and I've caused damage from that. And so some people will constantly think that you're still that person because they're still that person. 
So they're getting tr- the new those people are getting triggered by your growth, by your new actions, how you're moving differently because it's reminding them of who you once were. It's also showing them that they are still the same, and that's really painful because if they don't have the proper tools necessary to make those moves and changes that you're making, they're going to be kind of stuck where they are unless they themselves decide to move differently. Now, how can you hold boundaries in these relationships? So let's say you are you love your relationship, you love your partner, you love your spouse, you love where you work, yet you are on this new path, how can you hold your boundaries in those relationships where you are setting a standard that they're respecting where you are and they are not categorizing you as something that you once were? We get to do this, I call it just setting the standard. You set the standard and the easiest way to do this is to set safe topics and also off-limit topics. So for example, let's say you've really fucked up in the past, you've made some mistakes, and they keep bringing it up. You get to choose and decide that you are unavailable to have that conversation. So you can come into this person, whoever it is, and say, listen, I know that you see me as this past version of myself. I get that. However, I'm on a different path now. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. And while I am in this process, if you want to keep this relationship, because I do, then we have some safe topics that we are allowed to talk about. And there are also things that are completely off limits for us to discuss. Okay, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) And you can, and I'll, I'll give you a different version as well. Um, I love you. I'm grateful for our relationship. I'm so grateful that you're still here to support me. I'm on a new path now. I want to be on this path with you too. Going forward, it's very important for our relationship that we have safe topics that are, we're allowed to t- discuss And also that we have things that are completely off the table that we don't talk about at all because it doesn't serve either one of us or our growth to continuing to continually bringing them up. Okay. So you're letting them know you love them. You want to be on this path with them, that you are on a new path. And while you're on this new path and you're still learning and growing, there are things that are okay to talk about and things that are not okay to talk about. You are not at all obligated to have conversations that you don't enjoy. There's nothing anywhere that says you have to continuing. Why do I keep messing this here word up? There's nothing that says you have to continually bring up past experiences and hash them out over and over and over again. Set the standard. You have that minimum standard of what's safe to talk about and what's not safe to talk about in your relationship. If they cannot respect that, they cannot stay point blank. You hold firm in that. Maybe write it down so that you both have a copy that you can reflect on and also ask them too, what would you like to talk about going forward and what do you not at all want to bring up ever again and respect their boundaries as well. Okay. So I love this quote. I come back to it. I'm rereading a book right now from a program that I was in with 
a very, very prestigious mentor. Like I'm so grateful that I've had the mentorships that I've had in my life. And this one uh, mentor that I had was called, his name is Ford Taylor. And he was the exclusive coach to the Walton family. Yes, that Walton family. <laughs> and I had the privilege of being coached by him in one of his programs called Transformational Leadership. He's got a book and I was reading through this book again because I was going to apply some of these teachings in some upcoming programs, which I'm so excited about. And one of the quotes that I just love so much, it says, you will stay where you are until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of change. The pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of change. And I sent out an email that earlier this week to my peacecollective.me email list. That's my sister company that we have. And in this um, email, I sure want to talk about the pain of change and how you pick your hard because either way, it's hard. Whether you stay the same, it's hard. Whether you change, it's hard. And I coach my clients on this and I say, pick your hard. Which one are you going to stick with? Which one can you hold on to even when you feel like giving up? So pick your hard. If it's weight, or is your heart staying that same weight where you feel a pain in your body, you feel shame, you are not able to move around as much as you want to, you're getting winded quickly, or are you going to pick the heart of sticking to a healthy diet, of losing the weight, of exercising, of moving your body, of tracking your food intake? Which heart are you going to pick? Because either way, it's a challenge. And whenever you're on this journey, are you going to pick the heart of remaining the same in those past versions of yourself, the, the pain of the past, or are you going to pick, pick the, pick the part of growing because growing wings is painful. So one thing I'm going to bring up uh, before we close out here is co-parenting boundaries. So coming up later this month, I've got a peaceful parenting program and through my market research, one thing that I've heard over and over again is when you have working parents or multiple kids, even though you're in a lovey, loving, healthy relationship with your partner or spouse, when you're on the go, taking care of the kids, the house, all the things that need to be done, the pets, all the things, right? There can be a moment that you feel like you are existing in a co-parenting relationship. And that you're not actually in a relationship with that partner or spouse who are existing to co-parent and to take care of the needs of your household. I get that because I've been there. Now, I, to kind of reframe this for you, just test this out, see how it feels. If you are in this situation where you feel like you're kind of coexisting or co-parenting with somebody, even if you don't have kids, if you have a dog or pets or whatever, you can still be in that co-parenting or coexisting relationship. The energy behind it is what makes it feel different, right? So it's not bad to have a co-parenting relationship. You can be in a healthy, loving, wonderful relationship with your spouse or partner that you're having date nights, that you are really winning together and still co-parent because co-parenting is a strategy. And whenever you are feeling like you're disconnected from your spouse, your partner, that relationship, it's because there's some underlying energy that is causing a little bit of ickiness. Like it's like you're in the room yet you're not really there. You are 
not fully having conversations with each other because it's easier to just not. <laughs> this is a boundary, okay? This is the standard that we get to set. There's nothing wrong with co-parenting. Even if you are in a split house relationship or if you are in a same house relationship, co-parenting is healthy because it means you are aligned with your vision. It means you're aligned with how you are going forward, raising your children, parenting your, your pets, your dogs. It's setting a standard. It's a minimum standard, right? It's the energy behind it that makes it feel icky or like you're not in the same room or you're detached. When you have those boundaries and those minimum standards with yourself and set that standard of what's okay to go forward, what you are going to show up for no matter what, if it's a date night, if it's one hour a day where you're staring at each other without your phone, setting that minimum standard is going to help you to get back into the energy and the feeling of a healthy relationship. When I do my couples clients, what I teach them to, them to do is, uh, what they, uh, <laughs> what I teach my couple clients to do is to take sticky notes at the beginning of the day and you each write down your three top intentions for the day. And if you've been in my journaling mastery program, then you know how to set your daily intentions and do it with ease. So when you're setting your daily intentions, write down the three most important things for you. Like if you know that if nothing else gets done, you are at least showing up for these three things. And so you write those three things on a sticky note and then you stick it on the mirror in the bathroom. And that way you and your spouse or your partner can take a peek at that whenever you are in the morning or at night that you can reflect on it. You can have communication. Hey, how versus saying, how did your day go? And it was the same thing. Oh, it was good, right? It's We get very monotonous with our communication and our relationships. So what I coach my uh, couple's clients on is to put these sticky notes up. That way you can be aware of what's going on in their life and actually have conversations about what's what they're doing, what their actions and behaviors are, behaviors are what's important to them, and if you take nothing else away from this episode, this one sticky note thing is just so helpful whenever you're on the go or are struggling with communication with your partner or spouse. Just write it down, put it up there. You can even write like an extra special message like, I love you, have a great day, I'm grateful for you, thank you for being amazing, whatever you want to let them know. And then at the end of the day, y'all can circle back and say, hey, I noticed that you put this on your sticky. Did that get done? Do you need help with it? What can I do to support you? Uh, you know, how are you with your goals? And then it's a different conversation because one boundary that kind of gets crossed within relationships is it becomes super duper boring and you lose the fun. You lose the excitement of the magic in your relationship. You stop learning about each other. You you get into the monotony, the rep, 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 I can't speak right now, having these repetitive behaviors day in and day out. And so we stop asking because the answer is always the same. This will help you to rekindle that inward relationship with yourself and your partner. Now, I kind of touched on this briefly. Um, I'm going to close with setting standards with family members. Letting them know that it's not okay to continue putting you into that category of a version of yourself that you used to be. You're not the same anymore. Even 10 minutes ago, you're not the same. And they're not even the same too, yet they're still holding themselves to a minimum standard in the past. They haven't increased their energetic minimum. They haven't 
allow themselves to grow and progress from where they are now. They're still comparing themselves. They're still rooted in the past because it's safe and familiar to them. And when we look at it from an emotional intelligence point of view, and you have this scale of emotional intelligence, whenever somebody is like reliving the glory days or they keep talking about how amazing it was in college or how they love playing college ball or this really fun career that they used to have that they no longer have, if they keep bringing that up, it just means that their emotional intelligence is not very developed. It means they're low on the emotional intelligence scale. And then we get to view that with a lens of compassion. We get to look at it and say, hmm, I see them for where they are. I love them and I get to show them compassion, kind of like a, a hurt child. Like they are, they're not developing, they're not progressing with their emotional intelligence. Like y'all, emotional intelligence is, it may be one of the best assets that you can ever develop. Like of anything on your healing journey, the freaking emotional intelligence is money. <laughs> money, money. All right. I love you. You are amazing. I'm so grateful that you hung out with me today. If you have any questions, send me a message. If you are curious about the Peaceful Parenting Program, if you have kids, I've got a link here that you can click. And I love you. You're amazing. And I'll talk to you next week. Welcome to the Rebranded Podcast. We were once MetaHealing.me podcast, and now we are the PeaceCollective.me podcast. In this episode, I am sharing the one where my business coach fired me. Yes, you heard that correctly. My business coach fired me. I'm sharing the process, the transformation, and the reasons why I have gotten to where I am now. And let's do it.